My name is Jonathan Blackwood. Welcome to My Tech Decisions Podcast. Today's guests are Gina Santavero and Mike McCormick of Atlas IED. Gina and Mike join us to discuss audio in different environments. We talk about the need for technology decision makers to keep audio in mind when implementing technology in different spaces. We also discuss the capabilities and spatial considerations tech managers need to keep in mind. Finally, we talk about how AV over IP has changed the audio landscape. Enjoy the interview. Before we get to the interview, a quick reminder that My Tech Decisions podcast is now available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Make sure to subscribe in order to instantly download the latest interviews with expert AV integrators, IT providers, security installers, technology manufacturers, and commercial technology decision makers like yourself. If you like what you hear, you can leave a comment and rate the podcast as well. Search for My Tech Decisions podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Download and subscribe. Now let's get to the interview. Welcome to My Tech Decisions podcast. Today's guests are Gina Sansevero, VP of Marketing and Corporate Communications, and Mike McCormick, Regional Sales Manager at Atlas IED. Gina and Mike, thank you guys so much for joining us. Jonathan, thank you for having us. This is a great opportunity, and I'm really excited as, as a post-Infocom show to talk a little bit more about um, our specialties. Yeah, we're excited to have you guys on, and, uh, and, and I'm glad you mentioned, you know, Infocom just wrapped up a few weeks ago, uh, and there's a ton of new technology, new trends. There always is after the show. The technology moves so rapidly now. Um, I, the first question that I kind of want to ask, and, and Atlas IED provides a lot of audio solutions, so that's kind of got to be the focus. Um, with, with such a push towards video conferencing in the past several years, why is audio still an important aspect that tech managers should be paying attention to? Um, well, for sure, from an education standpoint, audio and intelligibility has been proven to increase retention and comprehension, to actually increase success um, in assessments. And from that standpoint, I think it's always important, whether you're in a video conference, um, whether you're in a classroom, in a uh, in, in any kind of setting like that, to be able to have high quality, high definition, and high intelligibility audio. And I'm sure Mike has um, some other kind of pieces and, and parts to this puzzle. But from, from a success or retention or comprehension standpoint, I think it's ultimately um, part of the most important pieces of AV in any room. Yeah, and I would say that, uh, you know, with conferencing systems, it's uh, they go hand in hand. Um, they're both uh, 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 very important parts of the solution. If the video is not good, um, you know, the, the end user doesn't have a, a good experience and vice versa. If the audio is not good, uh, the users don't have a good experience and they, they both tie directly together. So making sure that you have a, a, a quality audio side to go with the visual uh, is a very important. Yeah, I mean, user oh, satisfaction, I feel like, is a really big deal in corporate right now. 
Yeah, uh, w- without a doubt. And and the, the other part of it is, is that, you know, there's a lot of different types of environments now that people are video conferencing from large conference rooms, small conference room, hu- even huddle spaces are are used for video conferencing where maybe five, 10 years ago, it was just the boardroom that would have a setup. So how do these different types of environments change the types of audio products that should be implemented uh, in the different environments? Or is it kind of one size fits all? It's not a one size fits all, but Mike knows this really well. And I think he's going to mention that it all comes down to acoustics environment. Yes, you definitely want to look at each uh, environment uh, and, and treat the space appropriately. Uh, uh, you know, every every space has its own set of challenges, uh, such as uh, is it a reverberant room? Is it a soft room? Um, how high are the ceilings? Does it even have a, a, a drop tile or a hard deck? Uh, is it an open ceiling infrastructure? Um, so it, the one speaker isn't necessarily a fit all for it. Um, uh, it you you want to make sure that you match the uh, uh, the the ceiling right ceiling height with the with the space to the appropriate size ceiling speaker. Uh, so you also have not too many speakers, but just enough. Uh, to fill the space appropriately. And Jonathan, I think that it's important to note here that this is important for any any type of room and any type of environment, not just video conferencing um, type environments. So when you're talking about, um, and, and I'm just using these as examples because I know this is a large part of your demographic for for listeners, but when you're talking about um, universities, colleges, higher education, uh, K-12, as well as corporate, as well as healthcare, um, the, the acoustics, the environment uh, become most important when it comes to evaluating um, speakers and audio pieces. So, you know, it, it, it f- flies beyond that video conferencing um, piece as well. No, well said. And, and I think that that's, uh, you know, there's plenty of audio conferencing still going on. Um, so with that said, what aspects and capabilities of speaker systems should technology managers kind of research and look into uh, beforehand in order to have informed conversations with installers and, and really start that conversation, you know, further down the line so that, you know, they, they can get um, they can get the most out of what they're looking for. Well, first and foremost, as we mentioned in the, the second question, um, I think that the primary use, the application of the space has to be taken into consideration. So what is the environment? What is the setup? Um, how tall are the ceilings, things like that, because one space that's a 10 by 10 space might have different audio requirements um, that a different 10 by 10 space with cathedral ceilings or higher ceilings um, might have. And all all stone space might have different requirements than a space that's carpeted. Um, So from that standpoint, just understanding the primary use of the space and understanding what type of audio you're using there. Is it specifically for um, voice or will you have live sound and music uh, requirements? Will you have emergency notification requirements? you know, going through the the application and making sure that you understand what the primary use is, is going to be the first step. And that's how you're going to end up figuring out what type of product 
um, that you're you're going to need to start talking about. What are the benefits and drawbacks to hidden and concealed speaker systems? I know that in a lot of organizations, especially corporate boardrooms, places like that, the aesthetic of the room is extremely important. And technology can sometimes, in a way, take a backseat to those aesthetics. So uh, an organization might choose to go with hidden or concealed speaker systems in order to maintain the aesthetics of the room. So what are the benefits of those? And, and what are the, are there drawbacks to things like in-ceiling speakers and other hidden concealed speaker systems that uh, tech managers should be wary of or aware of? Um, so we are experts in this concealed speaker world. Um, our newest award-winning product, the strategically hidden speaker, um, actually has it in its name. So aesthetically, uh, I think that so many architects and interior designers have been difficult to work with from a tech manager standpoint because their primary focus is to make sure that the space looks as good as it can without anything that's architecturally intrusive. And because it, it detracts from the the pleasant experience of the room. Now, the technology manager needs the room to to function well, and that's all part of the user experience. So, so there's has traditionally been a little bit of uh, tension between those two departments or those two, um, you know, professional services. With in ceiling speakers and and specifically with our SHS, that idea of having architecturally intrusive technology kind of goes away. And so what you're left with is an amazing sounding speaker that you can't really see. And I don't know that there's any drawback to that. Um, the, the drawback might be that for in-ceiling speakers, you do have to make sure that there are no conflicts with other mechanisms in the ceiling, right? Your air handling, your electrical, um, whatever that may be. But, uh, you know, an architect, a designer, a consultant will work through that with the technology manager to make sure that there are no conflicts um, present. So, at that point, there's there's no um, real drawback to an in-ceiling or a concealed speaker as long as its technology supports full-definition audio. Okay. Uh, lastly, uh, how has the inclusion of audio products in conferencing environments changed uh, with the move towards AV over IP and voice over IP? So uh, the inclusion of uh, AV over IP and voice over IP, uh, uh, you know, over the past five years, we've really seen just a market trend at, uh, uh, of who's owning the spaces that we're working with. It's more driven by the IT departments, um, and they want to be able to manage everything uh, from a centralized location. Uh, and just the connectivity of the devices itself. Um, we're not necessarily in the speaker world with the uh, IP side of things, though we do have Dante-enabled endpoints uh, uh, that we can tie into conferencing systems to make it work. Uh, I think we're still a little bit out on that technology uh, and, and, and starting to get more into it. But uh, uh, as everything moves forward, everyone's looking for that interconnectability. Uh, and uh, as a manufacturer, we're having to to look at these demands, talk to these end users, and, and help develop products that all tie together. So 
it's a seamless integration for the end user when they're using the video and audio portion of their systems. Okay. Yeah. I think that it's, you know, a lot more connectivity is what we're seeing, especially at shows like Infocom. And I think it really does help the technology manager. So it's encouraging when you hear manufacturers are kind of responding to that as well. Um, we've learned a lot today. Uh, if our audience uh, wants to learn more about Atlas ID and the products that you guys provide, how can they reach uh, you guys? How can they uh, find out more? Well, we are pretty much everywhere you want to be. So you can find us at atlasied.com. We are on Twitter at atlas underscore ied. We are on Instagram. We are on LinkedIn. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. We are on Vimeo. I mean, anywhere that you think that you are, we will also be. Um, we also have live chat functionalities. We have design service offerings. Um, so please feel free to reach out on any and all of these topics and we can absolutely connect you with the correct expert to be able to further help you. Perfect. Well, uh, Gina Santavero, Mike McCormick of Atlas ID, thank you guys so much for your time today. Jonathan, thank you so much and I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you for listening to My Tech Decisions Podcast. Here at Tech Decisions, it's our mission to help you do your job better. If you'd like to learn more, head over to www.mytechdecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at MyTechDecisions. I'm your host, Jonathan Blackwood, Managing Editor of Tech Decisions, and you can find me at Blackwood Tweets. Thank you again for listening, and good luck with all of your installations and implementations.